Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. Are you afraid that you're going to drop the ball on something really important one day? I had a client once who forgot to pick her kid up at daycare. Trust me, that didn't go over so well. Here's the thing though, as leaders, we are juggling far too many things. We've got people and meetings and projects and reports and budgets and agendas, and we're always going to be dropping the ball on something. But what if I told you that you're trying to juggle the wrong things, that as you're trying to keep all of those balls in the air, it's maybe the wrong ones that you've got up in the air. I'm going to talk about the three balls you need to be juggling and how to do that. Today, we're going to talk about the first one, but let me introduce you to them first. The three balls that you need to be juggling as a leader is you need to manage others, manage yourself, and manage your workload. But let me tell you, sometimes we have those all mixed up. We often look at managing other people first, and that's not so helpful. What I want to start with is managing your workload, but not your workload, yours and their workload. Next week, we'll talk about managing your staff, your employees, and then following that, we'll talk about managing yourself. The reason we need to start with managing your workload, yours and theirs, is because oftentimes we have too much going on and then we're wondering why our employees are falling apart, not able to meet deadlines, not doing the work quality we, we know we they can do, or why we're falling apart. And it starts at the fundamental place of managing your workload. And there are three things that you need to look at when you're managing your workload, both yours and theirs. Projects, priorities, and pace. First one, projects. When we think about the things that we're involved in, there are lots of things going on. We're a sector that is crisis driven. And so if there's not a crisis, it gets put to the back burner. I don't know about you, but I can't tell you how many times I went through accreditation or year end or funding proposals or performance appraisals and waited till the last minute to get ready for it. That's how we work. We don't have, quote, have enough time before then. Well, how did we suddenly manage the time a month out or a week out or three days out? We somehow, because it was a fire, a crisis, we somehow dealt with it. And so we need to think about projects and how we're managing projects, how we're putting time and energy into those projects, where those projects show up in our calendar, not just a, a little bit of time before they're due, but throughout the year. And, you know, I don't know... How many times I've sat at a strategic planning meeting and we've set out goals, we've looked at things we're going to deal with, and we say, we need to start these right away. And, you know, we might talk about them once after that, and then we don't talk about them again until a month or two or a week before we're set to go back into strategic planning again. And we know this. I mean, logically, we know this, but we don't act on it. So I want you to think about the projects you have and how you are managing those projects. The other part of that I want you to think about is that's not just your job. That's the job of you and your team to manage those projects. Often in leadership, what we do is we take the leadership role in every single project 
that our team is involved in. Sometimes we need to step back and allow others to step into leading some of those projects. Sometimes we need to delegate them or ask people to lead them. Sometimes we need to have a team look at some of those projects that are accountable to you as a leader, but you do not have to be the one to do all of the work. You are responsible, but that does not mean you are the the worker bee doing it all the time. So the first thing you need to look at as you're managing your workload, yours and theirs, is how you're managing the projects. And I want you to think about shared leadership as you're thinking about that and managing them throughout the year, not just before they're due. The next thing I want you to think about when you're managing your workload is your priorities. And again, we are talking about both your priorities and your team's priorities. And this is something that's really important. Your job as a leader is to help your staff, help your employees, teach them, role model, mentor, encourage them, guide them to learn how to manage their workload as well. Don't just assume that they know how to do it either. Because especially if they have been in the sector long enough, their default response is the same as yours probably is and everybody else's in the sector is, is to respond to crisis and emergencies and fires. And so it's a whole shift in attitudes, mindsets, and ways of interacting with our workload that I'm talking about here. If you've not been introduced to the Eisenhower matrix of how to make decisions around what's important or not, let me introduce you. And if you have, Perhaps use this as a refresher to remind yourself where you're focusing your attention. A matrix is four squares and each quadrant has a different title and there's some things in it that you need to consider. The first quadrant, and it doesn't really matter where you put these, the first quadrant is urgent and important. Second one is not urgent, not important. Third one, urgent and not important. And the fourth one is not urgent and not important. Let me give you some examples of where we sit often. We often sit in that fourth quadrant of not urgent and not important, especially if we're procrastinating, uh, we don't want to deal with something, or we're burnt out. We check our email again. Even though we've checked it six times already today, we check it again. We're on social media. We are analyzing something again and again and go over it and we're unable to make a decision. It's often these these places where you procrastinate. So that's not urgent and not important. The second place we spend far too much time is urgent, but not important. Phone calls. Is it important that you take that phone call right now? Some people will always answer the phone when it rings. That doesn't mean that that was a bigger priority over the other thing that you're working on right now. Uh, meetings. There's a lot of meetings that seem urgent, but are so not important. Interruptions. Somebody else's crisis doesn't necessarily need to be your crisis or that busy work. You know, I go back to email. Email can fit in this one as well, where we're like, oh, I have to get back to this, respond to this email. But was it really important that you responded to that email? Maybe not in this moment. Now, where we need to spend more time is in this third quadrant, not urgent, but important. And remember, I was talking a minute ago about projects and we wait till the end of the year. Those are important projects. Somebody's performance appraisal, somebody's work on developing their skills and their abilities and their confidence is important. The work on 
being prepared for accreditation or putting all of your stats together so that you have a clear indication of what what impact you're having and where your challenges are. Those are important pieces of work that you need to do. But when they're not urgent, they often get left to the back end. The other piece that often gets put in here, relationship building. I meant to talk to Cindy today, or I know I need to sit down and do a one-to-one with with Dawn, but you know, I've got something else that just popped up today. But these are important tasks. If you don't have regular supervision with your staff, they're not going to feel supported. They're not going to be growing and developing themselves. And they're not going to come to you when there's a little problem. They're going to wait till there's a big problem because... You don't have that relationship with them. You need to put that a priority. The other thing that falls into the not urgent but important category is what we talked about in the Four four Fundamentals last podcast around self-care. It is so important that you take care of yourself. You cannot focus on this endurance race of leadership when you're exhausted, when you haven't ate, when you haven't drank, when you haven't gone to the bathroom, when you haven't got up and moved your body, when you haven't refreshed your your energy, fed your soul, there is no way you're going to do the, the important work necessary of leadership without taking care of yourself first. But again, because it's not urgent, unless you're about to wet yourself, we don't do it. And so we need to back up and think about how important it is and put it in that place. That leaves the fourth category, urgent and important. And these things need to be truly urgent and truly important. Is this a crisis? Not your crisis, but our crisis. Is this a crisis we have to deal with? Is this a task that needs to be done because I've indicated I'm going to work on it today? You know, if we've set aside time to have supervision with an employee, that becomes urgent to do today. If we've got that scheduled in and we've put it in our calendar, they know about it, they're there. Don't let somebody else's crisis fire, quote, emergency take precedence. Put that person first. So that's the the matrix around priorities. And, and I'll put a link in the notes for you to have a visual of it, because it is really important for you to think about what parts of your workload go into each of those categories. So again, we're talking about managing our workload, yours and theirs. First thing we need to manage is projects. Second thing we need to manage is priorities. The third thing we need to manage is pace. You've heard me say this before, the experience of leadership is an endurance race. It's not a sprint. And it's also an endurance race for your team. We're not done today at 4.30 and that's it. Every single day we come back at this again and again and again. And we need to balance our energy, balance our focus, work, look at the workload we have, what we're working on, and really focus on setting a pace for ourselves that we're able to maintain long term. And so part of that, I think back to when we went through accreditation with my team, we worked really hard for the short term, you know, that month leading up to it and that week and the day of like we went hardcore. But then I also needed to make sure that the following two or three days, in fact, the following two or three weeks, 
We had time to recover and renew. I can't go from that project that sucked the life out of us and and really was physically and emotionally and mentally draining and dive into another project tomorrow. I have to give myself time to renew. And so that's about that endurance piece. The second part about pace is time management. If we're going to keep that pace, we really have to be aware of time management. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe there's such thing as time management. There's only 24 hours in a day. It really goes back to the point we just talked about. It's really about priority management. If you're going to be better at utilizing the time you do have more efficiently, more effectively, then go back to managing your priorities. The third part about pace is really that strategic thinking. Again, laying it out big picture so you know where you need a bunch of energy, where you need a bunch of resources during your calendar year, during your month, during your week, during your day, and being strategic. If if I could convince you to do one thing, stop having meetings in the morning. Zero, none. No more meetings in the morning. Shift your meetings to the afternoon. Use your high energy, bigger, um, higher focus in the mornings to do some of the work that you really need more brain power, more emotional stamina to stick to. Shift the meetings to the afternoon and you'll have way better ability to sustain your pace throughout the day. Don't sit down at four o'clock and try and work on a proposal or try and work on a, a funding uh project that you have to work on, your brain is fried at that time. But what's really interesting is when you sit down and have a meeting with someone, if, and I'm going to underline this really strongly, if you've taken care of yourself and you've done those wellness fundamentals that I talked about in the first episode, if you've done those things, you've ate, you've gone to the bathroom, you've stretched, you've done a little bit, and then you go into a meeting at two o'clock in the afternoon, you are way better able to handle that. And your energy, you actually get energy from the meeting rather than the meeting being draining. So those are the three things I want you to think about when you're managing your workload and theirs. Remember, we've all got a ton of balls we're juggling. Make sure you're juggling the right balls. The first one we're talking about is managing your workload, yours and theirs. And that includes projects, focus on shared leadership, priorities, Make sure you go back to those four quadrants and make sure you're not just focused on the urgent but not important stuff. And then pace. Do the things to ensure that you're doing the right work at the right time so that you can sustain this pace long term. When you do those things, you will have that first ball clearly the right ball that you're juggling. Next week, we're going to talk about managing others. So, again, too many times we're afraid of dropping balls, but we're sometimes juggling juggling the wrong balls. We're going to talk about managing your workload, managing others, and then managing yourself. Get clear on how you're managing your workload and you'll all make a bigger impact and you'll find more joy along the way. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them 
with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome. Awesome.